-hmm. I think it's so important for people to remember that they're the creators of their lives instead of the victim of their lives, right? Mm -hmm. So the victim is saying, I'm feeling this way because that person or that circumstance or I don't have any money is causing me to feel this way. That's my relationship with money. What that really means is I'm using my lack to reaffirm my dependency, my addiction, my conditioning. That's my relationship with money is that I put my attention on money because I don't have it. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. From now until March 19th, Whole Foods Market is running their sales event, Taste the Mediterranean. It's a store-wide, flavor-packed journey of regionally-inspired selections. Save on Mediterranean-inspired flavors like Parmigiano-Regano, Charcuterie, and Ground Lamb. Find sales on animal welfare-certified meat. Save on seafood like Whole Bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. Stock up on wallet-happy Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles and whole wheat pita pockets. Wines from the sun-soaked vineyard of Spain, Greece, and Italy start at just $8.99. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cash back isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. So many of us love coffee, like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot, some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home, or in my team's case, in the office, and it's a game changer. I was just chatting with a teammate of mine about our love for the occasional sweet treat coffee. Sometimes, it's just the thing you need as a pick-me-up on a business day and we just stocked our office fridge with international delight cold foam creamer and it never misses the team's favorite flavor so far is the caramel macchiato you just shake the canister and spray it into your coffee and voila you've got an incredible cold foam coffee no frothing fancy machines or mess required international delight cold foam creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom the best part it works on both hot and iced coffee it comes in three foaming delicious flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at your grocery store and be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. Welcome back everyone of the School of Greatness. Very excited about our guest, the legendary Joe Dispenza is in the house. <laughs> so good to see you, man. Good to see you. Um, every time you come on, people are wild, they're inspired, they transform their lives from the inside out, and they truly heal. And I think healing is something that people need more than ever now uh, from the mind, you mm -hmm. know, which is causing a lot of the sickness, the disease mm -hmm. in their bodies and in their life and mm -hmm. their relationships and their financial breakdown and their spiritual breakdown. So I'm so glad you're here. 
so grateful that you're on this mission to help heal people and help people transform their lives. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that is the scariest thing for people is that I feel like they're sick around is around money. Mm. And the idea of money, how money plays a part in their emotions, how it plays a part in their thoughts, in their mm -hmm. self-worth and their identity, mm -hmm. whether they have a lot of it, they attach their, their identity or their self-worth or their love to their bank account. If they don't have that much of it, they attach their identity or self-worth to mm -hmm. the lack. Yeah. And I haven't seen you do an interview around money as a concept on mm -hmm. the psychology of money and how this mm -hmm. plays a part in our mm -hmm. lives. Yeah. And we're gonna get to a, a second part of this really covering more of the research you've done and all the transformational healing work, but I'm curious, mm -hmm. What is your, your thoughts around the identity of money and the psychology of how we yeah. how it plays in our lives? Because a lot of people want to make more, they want to attract more, but they're just struggling with just the concept of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think we've been programmed quite a bit uh, in, with our relationship with money. And we have a relationship with everything known in our environment. You have a relationship, a neurological network in your brain to, for your parents, for your cell phone, for your computer, where you live, where you've lived in the past, what you're going to do tomorrow. That for the most part, the brain is a reflection of everything that we know, right? So along with that is our relationship with money. And I, mm -hmm. I feel like I have a really good relationship with money because I work on having a really good relationship with everything in my life. Right? Did you always have a good relationship with money? I think so, I think yeah. so. I've never really lived in lack. That just wasn't part of it. Even when I went to college and I had to take out student loans and stuff, I always figured out a way to always be a little bit ahead of the curve. And so, so let's back up and just look at how people uh, form beliefs. Because yes. most beliefs um, are created from past experiences, right? So uh, children, uh, when they're uh, in their early ages, their brainwaves are very slow. Like their brainwaves are in alpha uh, when they're like 7 to 12. They're in theta when they're like 2 to 6 years old. And, and they're in delta like when they're, when they're you know, newborn to 2 years old. And so... These brainwave states uh, are states that were really suggestible to information. So when we hear information, we believe it. And we accept it, we believe it, we surrender to it as if it's the truth without analyzing it because there's no analytical facilities yet. Right. The, ana the analytical mind starts around 12 or so, 7 to 12, and that analytical mind is actually what creates a barrier between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. So, so before 12, roughly, what we see how we model our parents' behavior, it's what all they say to us. It's all being programmed subconsciously, right? And, wow. and so, so that's really, really important because if you heard money is the root of all evil, uh, money is bad, uh, only certain people are allowed to make money. You have to work hard to make money. Mm -hmm. This is how you got to do it. And that becomes the foundation subconsciously. Like, that's like write, re recording an audio file. You just keep recording that audio file, it becomes a subconscious program, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of people have a relationship with money based on either what they've been told or what they've experienced in their outer environment, right? So, so then we gain information from our environment and the stronger the emotion we feel from experiences in our lives, the more altered we feel inside of us, the more the brain freezes a frame and takes a picture 
and that snapshot is called the memory. So, Based on an emotion. Based on an emotion. The emotion alters our internal state. So you're going along as Lewis feeling really good, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you have this trauma, you have this crisis, you have this shock, and all of a sudden you have this dramatic change in your internal state and your senses get heightened, and then you freeze the frame and you associate this internal state with whatever it is that's causing it, right? And that's how we create long-term memories, right? So, are, are painful memories more uh, powerful or beautiful memories more powerful? Uh, they're both equal. Okay. And they're both equal, but but the problem is I think most people experience from more the negative yes. emotions, right? And those negative emotions really are derived from the hormones of stress, right? So the alarm system, the emergency system, creates an arousal you know, inwardly, and that arousal is saying there's something dangerous in your outer environment, right? And it could be a person, a circumstance, mm -hmm. a, an accident, or whatever, and that that change in emotional state causes you to remember the event. You got to pay attention. Right? You got to stay really and narrow your focus on the cause. So, so think about people who have relationships with money, right? From the past, all beliefs are based on past experiences. So, you have an experience where you lose money. You have an experience where uh, money's taken away from you. You have an experience where you don't have enough. You're living in a place where there's not enough money, or a family that's not enough money. Then the emotion that most people are living by on a moment-to-moment -moment basis is lack. Like, I'm in lack of having something that I want, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, there's nothing wrong with that because the experience changes your emotional state. You freeze the frame, you take a picture. The problem is, that's hardware. So we think neurologically within the circuits of that past experience yes. and we feel chemically within the boundaries of that emotion, which would say, for example, be lack, right? So now the person what, what says... Is, before you go on to the next thing, what happens to the body and the mind when it is in an environment of lack? Mentally or physically, I'm in lack. What is, yeah. what is the body and the mind saying? Yeah, so the body is saying, I'm waiting for some external event to occur. I win the lottery. Mm -hmm. I marry the right guy. Whatever right, it is, right, right. that you're waiting for that event to occur that experience produces an emotion. So the emotion then takes away the lack. And so when we play the game in three-dimensional reality, the creation game in three-dimensional <laughs> reality, um, we experience separation from everyone or everything because our, our senses fool us into the illusion, the hallucination of separation. I'm here and you're there. Mm -hmm. I'm here and the door is over there. So I'm aware that I'm here at one point of consciousness and the door is over there, another point of consciousness. Okay, so in order for me to get from here to the door, I gotta move my body and do something through space. I gotta do something, and everything in this three-dimensional reality is gonna take time and energy, yes. right? So, yes. okay, so then here's, here's Lewis right here, mm -hmm. and then he says, okay, I want this experience in my future, and your brain automatically predicts and projects how far in the future you think it's gonna take. Maybe it's. A year, five years, 10 years. 30 years. Oh my gosh. Right? Because that's what it's going to take to pay off that house, right? So now, one point of consciousness, I'm here. The other point of consciousness is where I'm placing my dream. So I'm separate mm. from that experience. So then, how do I get to that experience? In three dimensional reality, you got to get up and you got to do something. You got to go to day, work. Yeah. You got to drive to work. It takes energy. You got to fill your car with gas. You got to eat food. You got to work. You know, all this stuff. You got to sleep. You got to recover if there's stress. And now people are, in a sense, waiting for the experience that's 10 years down the road or 30 years down the road to happen 
to take away the lack of them not having it. And unfortunately, many times when the experience finally occurs, they can't enjoy it because mm-hmm. they're too exhausted, right? <laughs> right? So then, so you play the game, you, you, you go to school, you study really hard or you study on your own, you develop some skills, you make the right choices, you start saving money, you start learning from your mistakes, and then the game is how many things can you accumulate and that accumulation then you associate with being wealthy or being abundant or being successful, right? And some people get really good at it, right? Uh-huh. You can get really good at that. But for the most part though, when we create from three-dimensional reality, we're creating from lack and separation. In other words, you're driving down the road and you see someone driving a car that all of a sudden you realize that you don't have. The moment you become aware that that person has that car and you don't have it, you're in lack of having it, right? Mm-hmm. So what the brain naturally does is it naturally creates you driving that car. And you have an image of yourself driving that car and you start identifying, wow, that would be a greater experience for me to have. The problem is the distance between the thought of what you want and the experience of actually happening it happening for most people is the concept called time. Right? Between cause and effect, right? Uh So some people develop the ability to manage themselves and manage their life. They develop certain skills and they can pay for it and they can get it very quickly. The problem is when the novelty of that experience wears off, you know, the car Mm -hmm. and they're no longer identifying with that and the the feeling of emptiness and lack comes back. They need to find something else. They got to go to find something else. And so there's this game that goes on where you never have enough, right? And that's the lack game, right? So then if you think about people uh, having the things they want in their life, when they create from lack and separation, it's the experience in three-dimensional reality that produces the emotion. And the emotion is saying, let's feel and experience this thing that you've been in lack and separation from. And that emotion then takes away the lack or separation. But you've worked really hard to get it. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Is there another way to do it? Yes. Okay. So... The person who's living in lack is waiting for their wealth to feel abundant. They're waiting for their success to feel empowered. Mm -hmm. They're waiting for their healing to feel gratitude. They're waiting for their new relationship to feel love. They're waiting for the mystical experience to feel awe. That's the Newtonian model of reality of cause and effect. You know, waiting for that event to happen to take away this separation or lack. Nothing wrong with it. It's the way most people create. But what we've discovered is actually something else. The moment you feel gratitude, your healing begins. Mm. The moment you feel worthy and abundant, you're generating wealth. The moment you're empowered, you are moving towards your success. The moment you're in love with yourself and you're in love with life, you'll create an equal. The moment you are in awe of life, you're going to have a mystical experience. And so that's causing an effect, right? So then if you can teach people then how to create instead of from lack or separation, but create from wholeness and create from what we call the quantum field instead of three-dimensional reality. What's the difference? Okay. So the way you, first of all, it takes knowledge. Okay. The quantum field is an invisible field of energy that exists beyond our senses. You can't see it, you can't smell it, you can't taste it, you can't hear it, you can't feel it. It exists beyond our experience of three-dimensional reality. Would this be in the, our mind's consciousness or would this be in a different space? Okay, let's, let's, let's look at that. So 
the answer to the question is how much of your waking day do you put your attention on matter, mm-hmm. on the material world, and how much of your waking day are you aware of energy and frequency? For most people, they're unaware of the quantum field. And if you're unaware of it, it doesn't exist for you. Right. Just like you have a nose, but if you're unaware of it, it doesn't exist for you. The moment mm-hmm. you become aware of it, it exists. Well, the quantum field, you can ask, you could study all kinds of science and they'll tell you there is this invisible field of frequency and energy that exists beyond the senses that tend to connect everything physical and material. In fact, everything physical and material is connected to this field, okay? So how do you get there, right? How do you get there? How do you get there? How do you get there? <laughs> so we discovered that when you take all of your attention off your body and you are not paying attention to your emotions, your drives, your habits, if you could take all of your attention off of every element in your environment, your cell phone, your tablet, your computer, uh, your, your car, your whatever it is, your bed, take, away, take your attention away from everything, every place that you live, where you sleep, where you work, and you're not thinking about time. You're not thinking about your schedule, where you need to be, or what happened yesterday. You can relax into the present moment. There, there tends to be a dramatic change in the way the brain functions when people do this properly. We call it getting beyond yourself, but in a sense, you're dissociating from your three-dimensional reality. Mm-hmm. Why? Because if you're thinking about anything in your three-dimensional reality, that's where your attention is and that's where your energy is, okay? So we kind of figured out this formula when people really become nobody, no one, no thing, nowhere, no time we're pretty much all of a sudden outside the constraints of the Newtonian world of got to do something to get an outcome. And if you can teach people how to linger there without a name, without a face, without a profession, without a family, without a culture, without a past, without a disease, you teach them how to be in this place we call the unknown, right? And you teach them that from that place, that invisible field, is where everything material comes from. And if they could create coherence in their brain, you need a strong signal in the brain. The more coherent the brain, the more stronger the signal. What do you mean a strong signal? Okay, let's see how I could say this. <laughs> when most people, we look at, when we look at brains in real time and we're looking at people's, how their, how their mind is working. When you're under stress, okay? Stress is created by not being able to predict something that's mm-hmm. gonna happen in your life. Uh, the perception that something's going to get worse or you can't control something, right? So when that occurs, we switch on that primitive nervous system called the fight-or-flight nervous system, and the brain goes into this very alarmed state called high beta. That means pay attention to the outer world. There's danger out there. So it's, But if it's not a predator and it's traffic or your coworker or your ex, right. this is where it gets to be a problem because <laughs> it becomes very maladaptive, right? Uh-huh. So when we're in that state and the brain is that, in that aroused state, we try to control and predict everything. So every person, every object, everything, every place, uh, every, even your body has a neurological network in your brain, right? So as the arousal happens, we start shifting our attention to all these elements. And like a lightning storm in the clouds, the brain starts firing very, very incoherently. And when the brain's incoherent, we're incoherent. It's so just not, that's not a strong signal. That's not, there's, it's a static on the wire. That's disconnection. There is mm-hmm. no signal. Right. So when we're in that state, we're always really looking for the worst case scenario of what's going to happen. Because mm-hmm. if you prepare for the worst, anything less, 
happens a better chance of survival, right? So, so in this kind of aroused state, as we shift our attention to each one of these elements that are known in our environment, the brain starts compartmentalizing and firing out of order. And, and, and that is what creates what's called autonomic dysregulation. That causes the brain and body to get really out of balance, right? So in that state, we're, we're over-focused. You know, when you're stressed, you're over-focused on something. You can't stop thinking about it. Our research shows that when you do that, you actually make your brain worse mm. because you're analyzing your problems within some disturbing emotion and that emotion is driving you further out of balance. You're actually knocking your brain and body out of balance by thought alone and you're driving it into these more aroused states, right? For someone that's been living like that for decades, that's their base mm -hmm. state. Mm -hmm. How do they even realize how to get out of that. They don't. Usually it takes crisis, right? It takes right. trauma. Extreme breakdown. Yeah, breakdown. A loss, a death, yeah, a, all of a that. breakup, a divorce, a near... Bankruptcy, know, whatever. Yeah. whatever it is. A disease, a diagnosis, whatever. Something where you just can't go on business as usual. Now it's time to really start looking. They, right? they have to wake up. Then. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's get back to the concept of yes. abundance here because... You need a strong signal in this field. Right. So then... If you can teach people to do the exact opposite, go from putting all of their attention on everything physical and material in the world of separation, and instead of narrowing their focus on something material, ask them to broaden their focus and put it on nothing. Now, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but when you put your attention on space and you divert your attention, the act of sensing without thinking actually starts to slow the brain waves down. Mm -hmm. Not only slow it down, but all of a sudden cause the brain to start reintegrating, re starts to synchronize, right? And so you see different compartments of the brain that were firing out of order start to mm -hmm. resonate. They start to communicate. They're, 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 they're all of a sudden synchronizing. And what sinks in the brain kind of links in the brain. Mm -hmm. So when a person has their whole entire brain firing in rhythm, that's a very strong signal that you can send out into the field. If so when you, that signal is strong in that position, what can you create from that space? Okay, so, but that's only one element. Okay. So then the clear intention tends to be a very important element that we have to have to get down. And the more coherent the brain, the more clear the signal for that intention. So with intention and attention, we could actually make thought more real than anything else. Now, what is that? Mm. You're saying, what would it be like to be wealthy? You know what feels good? Winning. And not just in sports. Like when your coffee's still warm once you reach your job site. Or when you finish a project days before the deadline and coming in under budget. That's claiming victory. You can even claim victory on your taxes by losing your current tax preparer and switching to H&R Block. And once you do, you'll start to feel like a tax champion. Because at Block, you'll have many ways to get your taxes done. You can walk in, make an appointment, or drop off your documents at a time that's convenient for you. You'll get 100% accuracy on your max refund or your money back. Plus, with their upfront transparent pricing, you'll know the price of your tax prep before you even get started. So make room on that trophy shelf and prepare to tax like a champion this tax season at H&R Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. Disclaimer, all tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. 
My career not only requires me to travel, but also gives me the freedom to. Traveling has brought me so many positive experiences and memories. Like that time I spent the holidays at an Airbnb in Big Bear with some of my extended family, and it was the perfect way to come together and connect with my family that I don't see that often. If you have a similar setup that allows you to travel often, have you ever thought about your empty home while you're gone? More specifically, how you can make some extra money by keeping your home occupied while you're out of town. I'm a big advocate for setting up a side hustle to give you an extra stream of income, and Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start. Many people host on Airbnb, including some friends of mine, but there are some people out there who've never even realized their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle, and it's a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you've got yourself an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Isn't it obnoxious when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print or bills that seem to go up for no dang reason? Like when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying even more than you would have elsewhere? At Metro by T-Mobile, there's nada yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, no surprises. They don't even want me to speed through the legal, so here it is. When they say no price hikes when you join, they mean your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data plans. Their only exclusions are for limited time promos, per-use charges, and third-party services. I guess that really is nada yada yada. At Metro by T-Mobile. Nada yada yada. What would it be like to be abundant? What would it be like to have all my needs met? What would it be like to have more than I need? Mm -hmm. What would I do if I had everything I ever wanted? The answer always is the same. You start giving stuff away. Because if an abundant person is truly right. abundant, why would they hold on? They would say, There's, I'm not in lack. There's more for everybody. Okay? Turns out, though, that the signal sent out isn't enough. You gotta have to draw the experience back to you. So you send the signal out to, you know, it's coherent brain. financial freedom, whatever abundance, that is. all these different right, things. Right, 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 right. Whatever that is for you. Whatever so that is for you. Putting that out there with right. the signal, with the intention and the attention. Right. And then how do you draw okay. it so, to so you? Now, so, so in the physical world. Right. The in the physical world, world you got to go get it. <laughs> you got to do something. This is the plane of demonstration. You got to go get it. And when you, you're in lack until it occurs, right? Mm -hmm. So, But I'm hearing you say there's a way to not chase but attract. All right. So if you're creating from the field instead of from matter right, there's a very strong possibility that you'll shorten the distance between the thought of what you want and the experience of having it. And when there's a vibrational match between your energy and that future that you want to experience, now if you're creating from the field, you actually don't go anywhere to get it. Mm. You actually draw it to you. Mm. So the, here comes the synchronicities, <laughs> the serendipities, the coincidences, yes. the opportunities, and they come out of nowhere. And you. You say, I don't understand, I, I, I didn't do anything. Well, you changed your energy. And, and so then the, the other element is a coherent heart, right? Mm -hmm. And the heart has a magnetic signature. And the magnetic signature is what draws reality to us, right? So you combine that clear intention with a coherent brain. Now here's the key. This takes practice. Yes. Because... The person who's living in lack is usually unworthy 
is usually insecure, is usually in their past, they're usually frustrated, they're usually impatient, they're usually resentful because nothing's changing out there because it's taking too long. Well, that's mm. everything takes a lot of time when you do matter to matter, right? So then if you teach them, okay, we know all about that. We know the story behind yeah, that. We know what your, your parents past, told yeah. you about money, all that other. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But now let's do something that would be really cool. Let's, let's write down the feelings of how you would feel if that future happened. And you're going to have to feel that feeling before it occurs. So now, okay, what does a, an abundant person feel? Pretty much free, a lot of free, freedom. Peace, peace, excited, joyful. Uh, uh, um, in love with life, mm -hmm. grateful to be alive, abundant. Okay, now let's practice mm -hmm. feeling those. Turns out when you're feeling those other emotions like resentment and impatience and frustration, you're stepping on the gas pedal, you're just turning on the sympathetic nervous system and you're stepping on the brake. At which the same is, time. At the same time, which is oh. you're angry, you're frustrated, but the fight or flight nervous system says run, fight or hide and you're sitting in a Zoom meeting and you're neck is pulsating is because the heart is beating against the closed system, right? You're not, you're not using it in an adaptive way. So mm. the heart starts firing out of order. It starts firing incoherently and incoherent waves cancel each other out. It's called destructive interference and then we stop trusting our future. Energy leaves the heart. Energy leaves the brain, energy leaves the heart. And you can't get in touch with the feeling of your future because in survival, which those are hormones of stress, all those emotions in survival it's not a time to create right it's time to run fight and hide okay so we gotta lay down the very thing we used our whole life to get what we want the habit of doing it that way for something greater to occur okay and what happens if we create try to create from survival emotions it just takes a long time you just you, you'll just force Here, it little bit little steps at a time you'll force it yeah. you'll you'll force it you'll fight for it you'll compete for it and you'll manipulate you'll cheat you'll lie uh, you'll do anything to get what you want because that's what matter does when it's trying to change matter. And everybody's, everybody's playing that game, right? Everybody's trying to accumulate the most amount of things. Mm, right. Okay, so that's what abundance means to certain people. Get as many things as you can. Okay. You want that? Not a problem. But let's learn the formula of how to create, right? Yes. So then, So then you'd have to feel those emotions before the experience occurred. And if you understood that you could dissociate all of your attention from this three-dimensional reality and have no attention on anything known and understand that it's the field that creates matter, mm. not matter that emits the field. And if you could get to that place and change your energy with a clear intention and elevated emotion, your heart starts beating in this beautiful rhythm like a drum. We've measured it so many times. And when that occurs, the next thing that happens, the heart informs the brain it's safe to create now. So the person Gosh. relaxes into the present moment. And then we see this, like if you took a big sheet, you know, and a blanket and you went like that, the energy of the heart actually informs the brain to move into these beautiful, elegant states of alpha brainwave patterns, mm. coherent alpha. And that's saying, what's the next dream? What is it, the next, what's the next opportunity you want to experience? That's a state of creation. So now you have a Wi-Fi signal. You got a coherent brain, that's a directive, that's a signal out. And you got this coherent heart. That's what draws it to us, right? You combine those two, and if there's a vibrational match between your energy and that potential in the quantum field and you're feeling abundant, 
And whatever your brain associates with being abundant, that's your call. That's what the creative process is. This is the creative center. The brain frontal lobe actually says, what would it be like to be creative or, or abundant? I don't know what it'd be like to be abundant. Well, then go read a few books on people who, who actually became abundant and realized it wasn't a glorious process. They mm. failed miserably. They, let, they got betrayed. They learned a lot of lessons, but they persevered. Mm. And what are the qualities of that person that you could embody? That, that's the key, right? Because it's, it's not about wealth. It's who you become, mm-hmm. right? Because people think it's about their wealth, but it's the becoming process. It's the overcoming. That attracted that, right? Of course. So then, so then, you got to turn the battleship around because most people say, "I can't feel grateful for my wealth because it hasn't happened yet." That's the hypnosis, waiting for the experience to happen to feel grateful. Well, that's Newtonian. That's three-dimensional reality. That's cause and effect. The quantum, you got to feel it in order for you to experience it. Okay, so this heart becomes like an amplifier and it sends that signal out and that frequency can carry the thought of your abundance. Can't, suffering cannot carry the thought of your abundance. Lack cannot carry the thought of your abundance. It's, it's a different frequency, right? We feel different feelings like suffering. We think different thoughts, right? So, so people can say, I'm abundant, I'm abundant, I'm abundant, I'm abundant, all they want, but that thought is never making it to their body because it's stopping at the brainstem because the body's saying, I'm miserable. I'm unhappy, mm-hmm. I'm in lack, right? So, so the affirmation doesn't work, right? Okay, so let's go one step further. Yes. So if you practice this and you actually understood, you know, well, well we teach this pretty well, but if you, you, if you learned it just like learning how to play handball or mm-hmm. learning how to hit a golf ball, learning how to dance a salsa, so if you just practice the form, you got really good at it. If you were doing it properly then, what would be the outcome? The experiment of being abundant would be that you would have to feel that feeling. It's so good at doing it with your eyes closed. Mm-hmm. You gotta do it with your eyes open. Now why? <laughs> because if you're feeling the feelings of your emotions, of your future, you're no longer looking for them. Because you you're in the future now. Your, your body is so objective that it's believing it's living in that reality yes. where you are abundant. And as long as you feel that emotion, you're not separate from it any longer. You're no longer in lack. You're no longer looking for it to occur. occur. Say, why hasn't it happened yet? If you're feeling abundant, why would you look? Right? You, you, you right. Wouldn't, so, so, so then our job then is to be able to maintain that modified state of mind and body. So, okay. So does that mean like you should check your bank account tomorrow and see if there's a half a million dollars in it? No. You keep tuning into that potential, and then here come the synchronicities. Yes. What's that? That's feedback in your environment. It's the universe saying, hey, Lewis, whatever you're doing, all of a sudden, <laughs> we are starting to create, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important for people to remember that they're the creators of their lives instead of the victim of their lives, mm-hmm. right? So the victim is saying, I'm feeling this way because that person or that circumstance or I don't have any money is causing me to feel this way. That's my relationship with money. What that really means is I'm using my lack to reaffirm my dependency, my addiction, my conditioning. That's my relationship with money is that I put my attention on money because I don't have it. Mm. So their relationship with money is of course built on lack. And so when they don't have it, they feel bad. And what they're really saying is my outer environment, my reality is actually controlling the way I feel and the way I think. So Lewis, why are you in a good mood today? Things are going good. Why in a bad mood? Things are going bad today. So 
this unconscious program of victimization is saying that, that, that we're, we're allowing our environment to influence the way we feel and the way we think. Isn't that, isn't that what victimization is? And, and the stronger the emotion we have to our lack, the more we put our attention on the fact that we don't have it, right? Yeah. And so then the person has forgotten that they're creating reality because what they're creating is lack. And they're creating more of it. And then they try harder and they force harder and they control more. And they're more, more exhausted and their more. body's tired. And, and they're, they're breaking down. And, right. So, so the experiment then is let's try it another way. Let's create from the field instead of from matter. Get a coherent heart. Get a coherent brain. Relax in the heart and energy moves right into the brain. We've measured this a thousand times. And all of a sudden the person moves into these beautiful, elegant brainwave states where they're super creative, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the longer you're conscious of that energy the more you draw that future to you. So then, what does the synchronicity mean? It means whatever you're doing inside of you is producing that effect outside of you. Pay attention to what you did Keep doing and do more it again. Yeah. So generate a little bit more abundance. Just uh -huh. do it for an experiment. Now, when the synchronicity happens, do you think you feel suffering or do you think you feel a little excitement? You feel inspired, right? Mm -hmm. So then that synchronicity is saying, use this energy, use this feeling. It should be easier for you to feel this now and go back and do it again. Mm -hmm. Keep the experiment going. And here comes the promotion. Here comes the here comes the email. Here mm -hmm. comes the person you meet at the right time. Yes. Right? Well, we have something happening here, and then that that becomes the momentum, right? So then we generate abundance. That's that's how we do it. And the relationship it doesn't just happen by accident. We generate it. We generate abundance, right? So then, if you have an hour meditation where you're tuning into your abundant future but then you're spending the other 15 hours a day in lack. Don't expect anything to change. You defaulted. Mm -hmm. You're back to the old energy. And if you say it's that person or that circumstance or that bank account, I'm going to say you're back to the unconscious program of being a victim, right? Mm -hmm. so, then, so, then, so then let's go a step further. If your personality creates your personal reality, and it does, and your personality is made up of how you think, how you act, and how you feel, then the present personality who's listening to this podcast has created the present personal reality called their life. Nothing big there. Which means if you want to change your personal reality, you're going to have to change your personality. Right. Nothing changes in your life until you change, right? Mm -hmm. So then 95% of who we are is, is on autopilot, right? It's, it's a programmed thoughts, hardwired thoughts, beliefs, perceptions, unconscious habits and behaviors. and really, really emotional responses that tend to be really knee-jerk and automatic, right? So if 95% of who we are is a set of unconscious programs, then the first step to change is becoming conscious of those unconscious thoughts. Now, people think when they sit down to do the work and make their change that they're, they're doing something wrong. No, those thoughts have to come up. I can, I'm not worthy, it's never going to work. But the person who's truly persevering towards their abundance realizes just because they have that thought doesn't mean it's true. They're curious on what's on the other side of that thought. Ah, well, that's just the thought, right? Mm -hmm. And nerve cells that no longer fire together, no longer wire together. So you keep moving past that thought, it, gets, it has less and less power over you, right? Uh, now, you're, you have power over it, or, or better, better yet, you're using your brain in the proper way instead of your, being a victim to your brain, sure. right? If you complain about money, if you judge people who have it, if you rush when you're in lack, if you cheat when you don't have what you need, an abundant person doesn't do that. 
you got to look at that and say, I got to break these habits. Oh my God, if I truly want to be abundant, I can't act this way. Now here's the big one. (laughs) If if I truly want to be a new personality that's in a new personal reality, I can't take lack with me. I can't take unworthiness. I can't take the story that goes along with it with my parents or my grandparents Mm -hmm. or, or my ex or whatever. That story has to end. Right? I mean, if not now, when, right? How do people end those stories? Well, of course. Well, how many times do we have to forget until we stop forgetting and start remembering? Right. That's the game, right? Mm-hmm. That's the game called change. How many times do we have to go unconscious and default to that old personality when we catch ourselves and stop doing that and get conscious? That's the moment of change. Mm-hmm. So the problem is, is that most people wake up in the morning and they think, uh, let me think of my problems, right? The, the brain is a record of the past, right? So they think about their problems. They don't have enough money. And those, those problems are usually connected to certain people at certain places mm-hmm. with certain objects and certain things. What didn't work time. out or who right. screwed me so, over. Or so what? the yeah. moment they wake up, the moment they remember those problems, they're thinking in the past. Mm. So now they're firing and wiring the memory. They're keeping the memory of the past alive in their mind. The problem is... Every one of those memories has an emotion associated with it because we've experienced it. So when they feel the lack, when they feel the unhappiness, when they feel the anxiety, now the body's in the past. Thoughts being the language of the brain, feelings being the language of the body, how we think and how we feel creates our state of being. But the conditioning process starts because conditioning only needs a thought and a feeling, a memory or an image and an emotion and a stimulus and response and you're conditioning your body to become mm. the mind of that emotion. And now the, the memory's not in the brain. Now the memory's buried subconsciously in the body. And the body becomes the mind of that emotion. So the body is living in lack. And it's believing. It's the body living. is. The, is that through the nervous system or is that through, through neurochemical the cells, everything? everything. So, the, so, so the body's so objective that it does not know the difference between the real life experience that's creating the lack and the emotion that you're creating by thought alone called lack. Mm. The body's believing it's living the same past experience every day. It's a, it, it, why? Because the end product of an experience is an emotion. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, if you if your life is changing, but you're still feeling lack, don't expect anything that cha- you, you won't even see it. You'll walk right past it. You're viewing your life through the lens of the past. Okay, so okay, so then a person realizes that all their friends are making money and they're doing stuff and they're like, wow, I'm really feeling lack now. So then when it no longer becomes about your abundance and it becomes about your change, that's a valuable moment. When it's no longer about your healing, but it's about your change. I paid attention to a lot of people in, in the last couple of years tell their story. The people who heal in this work from cancers and all kinds of chronic health conditions and Parkinson's and strokes and paralysis and all kinds of things, rare genetic disorders. It it never was about, when they've really got in the game, it was never about their healing. It was about what do I need to change in order to heal? When the game goes like that, so then the person who's feeling lack, on some level or another, it's not just in the mind, it's in the body, right? So let me, say, let me hear you say that again. When someone's looking for abundance, it's never about the abundance, it's about the change they need to make for no, healing? No, the, the ch- what, I'm using healing as an example, yes. but let's use abundance as an example. Yes. When, when you understand that you cannot get abundant, 
when it's no longer about the game called abundance, it's about the game called change. Mm -hmm. What do I need to change? The more I change, the more I'll be abundant. Yes. So then it's no longer about why haven't, how come it hasn't happened? That's the old personality, separate mm -hmm. from the experience, still in lack, asking that question. Which is creating your current reality. Which is, which is reaffirming it because that's the lens you're perceiving it through. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, so we should be focusing more on what we need to change every moment as opposed to the abundance or the healing. Well, the word meditation means to become familiar with. Sit with yourself long enough and not turn on your cell phone, not yeah. scroll through your social media, do no TikTok, no emails, no, none of that stuff. Don't Just sit and close your eyes and, and watch the thoughts that come up. Those, that's the exact reason why you're not abundant. Watch what you want to do when you're feeling lack to take away the lack and there's always something you would do to, to take it away. But, but sit with the lack and be curious on what's on the other side of it, mm -hmm. right? Because the body's programmed into lack now subconsciously, right? So the emotion of lack drives our thoughts and drives our behaviors. So it makes sense then that if an emotion is a record of the past, then we're doing things habitually from the past. Mm -hmm. We're thinking in the past, right? So, so lower the volume to the emotion every time you notice lack comes up. And just like breaking any addiction, there's going to be cravings, right? So the body's going, <laughs> yeah. hey, Lewis, it's been about two hours since you're you You're so thought, used to doing this Yeah, thing. you've been thinking lacking thoughts about 150,000 times a day, and you're just going to stop now. <laughs> the body's going to start influencing the mind and say, yes. it's not going to work. You're a loser. It didn't work before. It's too hard. Everybody else. That's, that's why it's so hard for people to like lose weight or get in shape same, because you might try it for a few days and then the cravings or I'm tired and I want to go default back into the old personality. Right. Because why? Because the body which has been conditioned, the mind, the body is the unconscious mind. So the body's got used to the familiar feeling. Even mm -hmm. They don't even know it's lack. It's just how they feel. It's so not how, guilt. So, okay, right. so let me finish. How does, yeah, okay, ahead. so the hardest part about all of this is making a different choice. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of just you. For instance, the song you stream over and over again while you're in your 13th hour of gaming at 4 a.m. in the morning with all the lights off trying not to wake up your roommates, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are the best to listen to on your way to the gym and back, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you, makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you and the ability to choose the plan that you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. And the moment you decide to make a different choice, get ready, it's going to feel uncomfortable. 
Right. It's going to feel unfamiliar. Your your body's all of a sudden saying, "Hey, Lewis, uh, why don't you start thinking those same exact thoughts, mm -hmm. do the same things, make the same choices, demonstrate the same behaviors, have the same experiences?" So you could feel that feeling of lack. Complain again to somebody. Call somebody up and say how how miserable your right. life is. Right? right. And that's that's the known. Right. So the body is always influencing the mind to return back to the familiar territory. The default. Yeah. The default. Okay. All right. So now the person says. Okay, what thoughts do I not want? What, what would an abundant person think this way? The people in our work that have mm. created, I had a guy come to our event. I, I love this guy. He healed himself. Of, he, he tried to take his life three times. When he, he told me that when he came to our work, he didn't have $2 to rub together. He's worth hundreds of millions of dollars wow. now. And just keeps giving it away. Wow. His, his lesson, his lesson was, and that wasn't the wealth, it was who he became. So it's the overcoming process that is the becoming process. Right? Who did he become in that journey? Exactly. He had to get beyond all of those thoughts of his past, all the mistakes he made, all the things he did wrong, all the money he owed there, all of that. That was like, he just had to no longer be that person any longer. Mm -hmm. But he did say, how would a wealthy person live? And, and, and when he created his wealth, what do you think the first thing he did? Started giving? Giving it away. Why? Because an abundant person doesn't have any lack. Mm -hmm. And he knows how to create more of it. And that's, he's in the experiment. Well, what would happen if I keep giving it away? He keeps getting more. That's a good experiment to have because he is actually living in that abundant state. He also had tremendous healings taking place because when you heal your heart, you heal your mind. I mean, it's just the way it is. We saw it so many times, right? So he healed his heart. He got an wow. upgrade. He got an upgrade, right? Yeah. So then the, the next fundamental question is, how would an abundant person think? Write it down, dude, and fire and wire those thoughts in your brain and install the hardware. Keep doing it with attention and intention. It becomes the new voice in your head. It becomes a software program. Then say, okay. How am I going to be in my life today? What would an abundant person, how would they behave? And before you reach for your cell phone and start scrolling through your social media, close your eyes and rehearse in your mind how that person would walk, how they would breathe, how they would smile, how they would mm. greet people, how they would be on Zoom calls, how would they be in traffic, how would they be at dinner? And, and the act of closing your eyes and mentally rehearsing the act, mm. if you're truly present, the brain does not know the difference between the real life experience and what you're imagining. In fact, just a little bit of time, you start to install the neurological hardware to look like you already did it. Now the mm -hmm. brain is no longer a record of the past. It's primed for the future. Keep doing it. Keep rehearsing. No different than playing an instrument. No different than learning how to dance. No different than learning how to act uh, or play a sport. Everybody's mm -hmm. always rehearsing, right? The rehearsal process changes the brain to look like you've already done it, you've already experienced it. Now, what's the essential part of that? The hardware is in place. Now, all you gotta do is step into the footprint. Mm. Keep doing it, it becomes a software program. You start acting like an abundant person. Everything changes, your energy changes, your mood changes, the way you walk, the way you breathe, your posture changes, you're out of the known, right? Yes. You gotta condition the body now emotionally into the future. Can't open your eyes in the morning until you are feeling worthy to receive. And if you can't feel worthy to receive, then if not, now when? 
If it takes you two hours to get there, ask me if it's worth 30 years of running trying to get what you need matter to matter. Okay, so then the person who wrestles with their lack, they're out of the bleachers and they're on the playing field. Here's what we learned. Here's what we learned. Let's go back to beliefs now. So remember, belief is just the thought you keep thinking over and over again. A belief is something that you keep thinking enough times that you hardwired in your brain and it becomes an automatic program. And we have beliefs about all kinds of things, money, relationships, God, whatever it is. It's all based on what we've been told or our past experiences, right? The boundaries of those beliefs are our emotions, right? So let's just say you got betrayed or somebody abused you or Mm -hmm. your father told you that money was bad and there's never enough of it or whatever. That's a story, okay? But, but somehow it left an impression on you. Remember that event very clearly, and that's kind of rooted in who you are, right? Okay, so that emotion then is the boundary of our belief, okay? So how you think and how you feel creates your state of being. If you take a thought and a feeling, 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 that's called an attitude. A series <laughs> of good thoughts with a series of good feelings, you say, I have a good attitude today. You have a series of negative thoughts that are connected to a series of negative feelings. You say, I have a bad attitude today. So attitudes are just shortened states of being. Good attitude in the morning, bad attitude in the afternoon. If you take an attitude, an attitude, an attitude, and you keep those up, and you string attitudes together, you create what's called a belief. Mm-hmm. And a belief is just an extended state of being. So if you keep thinking the same thought, you keep hardwiring it in the brain, you keep feeling the same feeling, you keep conditioning in your body, the redundancy of that cycle over and over again conditions the body to subconsciously become the mind of that belief. And all beliefs are subconscious states of being. Mm. Okay. Take a belief, a belief, a belief, and you string them together. You form what's called a perception. And perceptions are just such extended states of being that we're unconscious, and so then we, we edit out reality. In fact, most people don't see things the way they are. They see things the way they are, yes. right? And people are always filling in reality unconsciously based on their memory. They could be married to a person for 40 years, and they don't see the person. They see the memory of the person, right? Mm-hmm. And there's research to prove this, okay? So how do we change a belief or perception about ourselves or our lives, okay? We've studied this. Okay, let's just say that lack is ingrained in there. You got the story, you lived on the streets, you lost everything, you got betrayed, your business partner took everything, took your wife, took, you got the story in the half, yes. okay? Okay, you gotta start telling a new story of the future, right? You gotta believe in that future more than you have to believe in the past. So how do you do that? Mm-hmm. You only believe in the past when you feel the emotions of the past. The only time you're gonna believe in the future is when you feel the emotions of the future, right? Okay, so in order for us to change a belief or perception about ourselves and our lives. We have to make a decision with such firm intention that the amplitude of that decision carries a level of energy that's greater than the hardwired programs in Uh your brain and the emotional conditioning in your body. And your body literally has to respond to your mind. That the choice that you're making to change in that moment becomes a moment in time that you never forget. And here's the key. Physically. Physically. The stronger the emotion you feel when you make that choice, the more you'll remember the decision. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then how do we down-regulate that old belief? If the trauma created an emotional quotient of six, 
or seven, then your decision to change your beliefs got to be a nine. Right. And you got to come out of your resting state, and that moment has to define you. You could say, I know exactly where I was, the time and day it was, who I was with, when I made my mind up to change, mm. right? Because you created a long-term memory. Long-term memories are created with from strong emotion, emotion yes. right? But if the amplitude of that emotion is greater than the betrayal, boom, the body starts responding to the mind. And you're actually giving your body a taste of the future emotionally. So you brand your- What's rem- possible? No, your body's actually getting the taste of that future event. It's experiencing the future now. Now, exactly. Big yes. explosion in the quantum field. Wow. Big explosion. So the side effect of that is if you combine that clear intention with that elevated emotion, you're basically remembering your future. And it looks no different than remembering your past. Think neurologically within the circuits of that memory and feel within the emotions of that new belief and watch your life begin to change because nothing changes in our life that we change. And when we change our energy, we change our life. So now the experiment all of a sudden is no longer based on it being hard or trying or wishing or wanting mm-hmm. or hoping. That's what we do when we're, lacking, we're in lack or separation. It's about change. So then when we finally realize in order for us to become abundant, we have to overcome the old personality. And that's 95% of who we are, right? Yes. So then the side effect of the beginning of this process is a lot of discomfort. (laughs) It is a lot of discomfort because you're stepping outside the known into the unknown and now you can't predict. It's scary. No, no, you'd you'd rather hold on to your lack. The pain, the suffering. Rather tell the story of that. At least it makes you feel something that's familiar. Mm -hmm. When you step outside and you're saying, I'm not gonna complain about money any longer. I'm not gonna complain about I don't have any. I'm not gonna judge other people who do. I'm not gonna say I can, I'm not worthy. It's never gonna work. All those things gotta go. I'm not gonna feel lack, I'm not gonna feel unworthy, I'm not gonna feel separation, I'm not gonna feel resentment. These are the things that are keeping my reality the same. Now it's no longer about abundance, it's about who you become. Mm-hmm. So the overcoming process becomes the becoming process. And so many people come to this work, they want abundance, they want healing, they want a new relationship, they want a new career, they want the mystical, but really they want wholeness. And, and they want healing, they want peace. They want, they want- wholeness. Because they feel unwhole. Well, well, when you're in lack or you're in separation, you're not whole. Mm. Imagine feeling so much wholeness that's impossible to want. That's what our that's what we're working on with people. Then you can really enjoy a sunset. Then you can really enjoy a meal. Mm. Then you can really enjoy your friends. Then you can. I I I I talk to people that are very abundant. I mean, in the billions, abundant. And you know, so many of them say we are in misery. We're, our whole. we're in agony because they can't enjoy life anymore. That's what they want. I mean, people want abundance to be able to enjoy life. They want to be able to do whatever they want with whoever they want as many times as they want wherever they want. That's freedom, right? Or people want abundance. The sponsoring thought is really they want freedom, right? Or whatever their sponsoring thought would be, right? So, so then creating from the field instead of from matter to shorten the distance between cause and effect requires that clear intention with that elevated emotion, coherent brain and coherent heart. Tune into that energy and feel it with your brain and your heart. I mean, we have plenty of ways to do that. Examine your personality and examine your personal reality. Change your personality, change your personal reality. Don't make it be about abundance. Mm-hmm. Make it about becoming abundant by overcoming the person who's not abundant. 
The person who heals themselves from a health condition, who's no longer thinking the same way, no longer acting the same way, no longer feeling the same way. You ask them where that disease is when they stand on the stage in front of 1,500 people or 3,000 people, and that's a four minute mile. Everybody's leaning in. That's truth right on the stage. They say, where is that? Where is the disease? Oh, it lives in the old person. Wow. I'm, I'm somebody else. That, that, yeah. That's like, that's, I don't even, that's not even a story. That's not even who I am any longer. So lo and behold, when we do our research, and people do this, in seven days, of going all in, at the end of seven days, their body looks like, genetically, with all the metabolites, that they're literally in a different environment. And here's the weird part, mm. they're in a ballroom. Right. There's not a lot happening in a ballroom. Right, right. What's happening in a ballroom? I've been to thousands of ballrooms. Yeah. But the environment somehow looks like they're living in a very prosperous, very healthy, very loving, nurturing, very whole environment. Why? because they were signaling genes ahead of the environment. Mm -hmm. And if the environment signals the gene, okay, that's epigenetics. The end product of the experience in the environment is an emotion. If you feel the emotion before the experience, you're signaling the gene ahead of the environment. And genes make proteins. And proteins are responsible for the structure and the function of your body. Look at, Jack, Look at Jack, by the way. I like that. Look at the muscle over here. <laughs> the expression of proteins is the expression of life. So you actually become abundant. Mm. You actually become that person. And people who are truly abundant have no problem with losing things. I was going to ask you next was, let's say you make a million dollars in your business, but then you invested a lot in the stock market or whatever, and then half of it goes away overnight. Who doesn't have that happen? Right. Every abundant person has that happen. Right. And, and, and their response is minimal. So what should be, people be thinking when they lose a lot of money or they lesson, lose something? Don't lose the lesson. Uh, you may lose the money, but don't lose the lesson. Should people feel this emotional attachment to the money no, loss? No, why? Or just why? Say, what, okay. is, what is money? I mean, what is that? What people really want. It's like people say to me, oh, I have this great idea for this new business and, and I need money. And I say, you don't need money. You need opportunity. You need opportunity, you better tune in to some opportunities, right? So it's the framing of how limited we think that we have to get things through money. It just is not the way it is. Yeah. So the fundamental importance about all of this is I, I really don't care if people want to be abundant. I don't care if they want to heal. I don't care if they want to have a mystical. I don't care what, when I travel the world. It doesn't matter to me. I just want them to be in the experiment. The experiment of actually trying it out yes. and seeing, God, if I really change my energy, well, could I actually have an effect that's produced in my life? And if I'm waiting for the event to occur, I'm back to the illusion of separation and lack, mm -hmm. waiting for it to happen, to take it away if I'm truly a creator. So let's say, let's say they're not waiting. What should they do instead of waiting? Keep feeling the feeling in the present moment and trust Look, right. if, you're, will, if you're waiting, you're not creating. I mean, that's just the mm. way it is. So wake up every day. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want your dream? It's so much easier to forget that vision than to remember it, right? So yes. if you're going to remember it, you got to keep it alive in your mind. How do you keep it alive in your mind? You, you disconnect from your environment. You close your eyes. You play music in the background. You, get, you sit your body down and it's got to pee and it's got to eat and it's got to well, you just <laughs> just sit down for a few minutes yes. like training a dog like yeah. stay when i say it's time to get up we get up don't be thinking about what's going to happen in your day you already know what's going to happen don't think what happened yesterday you already know that get in the present moment 
and say, who do I want to be when I open my eyes? Who do I want to be today? What would greatness look like? How, right. how, how would I, how would, one day, one shot, one lifetime, what would an abundant person do? Let me rehearse that with my eyes closed. Let me remind myself who I don't want to be. Let me remind myself of who do I want to be. Let's not get up, Lewis. Until we get into that. Until we are, to where the tennis ball hits the sweet spot. When you go, oh, I'm ready for the day now. Now, game on. Now, if you can maintain that modified state of mind and body the entire day without defaulting by seeing someone or doing something, stay in that state, the experiment still continues. And you're changing your energy. Doesn't happen in two days, you're not that good. Right. That's it. You're not that good. We keep practicing. Keep, people who show up that for the... 21 weeks in a row, this woman, 21 weeks in a row. The end of 21 weeks, she knew it. Boom, her whole life changed, boom. Was the 21 days worth it? Ask her. The experiment, she was just changing the process. People who diagnose with really serious health conditions and they start doing the meditations and they realize, wow, God, my body feels better, my pain feels better, but my values and my scans are still showing the disease exists. All right, did it, does it mean that it doesn't work? No, it doesn't mean it doesn't work. It means like, what am I doing the other 15 hours of the day? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I'm in lack, I'm in fear, I'm responding to the same people in the same uh -huh. ways. And you gotta think about this. As long as your response to everything in your life is the same, you're not changing. Right. So change your response to things in your life and you're in the process of change. So it's then, now I gotta get good with my eyes open. Now I gotta be able to rehearse, oh my God, I fell from grace. At that moment in my day, oh my God, I defaulted back mm -hmm. to the old self. Forgive I went back. yourself, yeah. All right, no, so it's not it's only forgive yourself. Like There's a forgiving process, like shoot. But if you're truly playing the game, who cares, mm -hmm. right? You just go, oh God, let me brush myself off. Get back to get that, back, yeah. me, Let me get back in my heart here. Let me get back in that place. Let me remember, let me get back in this energy. And let's try it again. Let's try it again. Yes. And, and let's just keep the experiment going. Now, does that mean you have to be irresponsible? No, you still have to navigate with ethics and morality. You still have to have personal conviction. You still have to have a vision that's bigger than you and somehow that motivates you because not only you're doing it for selfish reasons, but to contribute to others in some way. Of course, there's going to be recognition and popularity and aggrandizement that goes with it. Money should be the side effect mm -hmm. of all that. The game should be so good of your vision, like that vision of the future, you have to keep alive in your mind. That should be the game. The even, ones that can keep that vision of the future in their mind now. Exactly. And, and have yeah. a personality. Even if, you're, even if your reality is falling apart, right. and that's happened to a lot of people. I mean, there are people that have come to our work that were living in the back of their car. Right. And now they're, you know, th living very well or, or th sure. bankrupt. And now they're, you know, their companies are thriving. just thriving. Yeah. They just, they just never stopped believing in themselves because if you believe in yourself, it means you have to believe in possibility. And if you believe in possibility, you're gonna to have to believe in yourself. And so something really cool happens when you do this that I just discovered recently, just watching people at our week-long events, um, you know, cause you gotta go all in, you gotta go all in. And it's seven days and it's a lot and it's super intense and there's times where you don't want to show up because I'm pushing mm. people across the river of change. There comes a moment where people keep showing up for themselves. They keep showing up for themselves in spite of the weather, in spite of their foot hurting, in spite of their bad dream, in spite of the whatever, their fight with or whoever, they keep showing up. They get really worthy 
to receive. They just don't they feel really worthy, like I am worthy to receive this gift. And the universe only gives us what we think we're worthy of receiving, right? So we got to get to that point because so many people who are in lack somehow don't feel worthy, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the abundance then becomes the sign that you finally become worthy. And in the, for the soul, it's not about the abundance. It's about mastering your worthiness. Mm. And the reflection Man. is the things that you accumulate. What's, the, what's the, the strategy to start believing we're worthy of receiving now? Is there Fill a- your brain with as much knowledge as possible. And, and be- listen, my dad used to say this to me all the time. He'd say, wait, 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 wait a second. Wait a second, just sit down with me here. If anybody else can do it, you could do it also. Mm. Well, let's just start there. So how did these people do it? Like, let's look at what they did. Right. All right, let's study. We are, this is a school of greatness. Yeah. Let's study greatness. What, what is greatness? Like an uncompromising will, invincibility, right. lead with their heart, adapt and make changes, let go of the past, give, you, give, give life, live it fully and completely and embrace it and enjoy it. I don't know, whatever, you get to write the script. Yeah. And you, you tell the story of your future instead of telling the story of your past, watch oh what happens. What is, so how do we, should we be speaking to others about our future or should we be more keeping that to our mind and our bodies and kind of speaking it to ourselves? What happens when you say, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do this yeah, and this yeah. is my future, does that's that a, actually that's hurt a great us? Question. Yeah, so I really don't leak it out. Yeah, I never yeah. leak it out. Because so if I'm working on you. something, yeah. I hold it, right? I don't wanna, I don't, I, I'll, when, it, when I know it's going to happen, that's when I'll say, hey, you guys, this is, <laughs> you're not gonna believe this, right? So it's more to yourself. Right, listen, you future. know when you know when you're changing? When you stop talking about it. That's when you know you're changing. Because you're out, you're out of the bleachers and you're on the playing field. Look, look so many people, come to our work, Lewis, and they say, I, I always believed that this was possible. All this information seems, I've seen people heal them, some people create well. Uh, I, I get it, I just didn't believe it would work for me. Mm. Oh, it's a big moment, it's a, it's a big moment. Now now you are on the game, you're in, you're in the playing field, you're, yes. you're out of the bleachers. Like, like, we had people stand on the stage. Someone stand on the stage this weekend in Denver. Just said, "My God, I, I, <laughs> I, I really believe that that um, this would work. I just, I just didn't believe I could heal. I didn't believe. I really didn't believe it. I really didn't believe." She was a physician. Is a physician. I really didn't believe I could heal. Now, is it about the healing anymore? It's about overcoming the belief. And every day, she's got to make that decision with such firm intention that the amplitude of that decision is causing her body to respond to her mind. And that's the moment she's rewriting the belief. And if, if she doesn't feel like it, don't expect anything to occur in your life. You got to come out of your resting state. You got you to make that choice. What do you, for the, all the people that go to your events, uh, and just in life, one of the biggest challenges people have is the consistency of doing these things. Yes. It's hard to actually go and try it once. No, That's but, but here's thing. the deal. How here's do you the stay deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Yeah. Let's just say you're in the experiment. Uh-huh. And now that belief is right in your face. I guarantee you that discomfort from that belief being right in your face is going to get you out of bed in the morning mm-hmm. and you're going to face off with it. There's an, there's an innate capacity that we have as human beings to want to overcome our limitations. It's in there, right? 
So the community that that we have that does this work, they're not like, oh God, I gotta go create today. <laughs> That's not their game. The magic is so good. They show up because they don't want the magic to end. To go away, yeah. They don't, they, they're not doing it as a have to, to please God, do the right thing, be spiritual. None of that. None, it's not an obligation. It's something that they actually look forward to doing because the experiment in their life is creating all these wonderful opportunities. And, and there's plenty of people in our work that started new businesses that are jam, sure. they're right. jamming. Yeah, yeah. They're jamming. They're jamming. And, and, and they would never be victim to those circumstances, right? They just wouldn't let them, those circumstances define them, right? Yes. What defined them was the vision of the future. And that vision they had to keep alive and the emotion mm. was the energy that drove them right to it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. And if no one's told you lately, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation.